Jabula New Life Ministries presents <laughs> Bishop Tudor Bismarck. Bishop Bismarck is an apostolic voice to the nations with a clear message. Building God's kingdom and empowering God's people. Today's teaching will unlock some kingdom principles that will give you access to the life God originally designed for you to live. You will be challenged to possess the promises of God for your life. And now... Please join Bishop Bismarck for this dynamic message. Yes, Lord. Just the one verse there, please. Then the king said to the wise men, everyone say the wise men. Say that again. My subject tonight is quality leadership. Then the king said to the wise men, which knew the times. King James Version put something in brackets here. For so was the king's manner towards all that knew law and judgment. And these are the names of the men that the king consulted over Vashti's behavior, Vashti's behavior. Here are their names. Kashina, Shalpa, Ad, Matha, Tashish, Meres, Matsena, and Memukan, the seven princes of Persia and Media. These men saw the king's face, and they sat the first in the kingdom. What kind of men were they? They knew the times. They understood law and judgment. They sat and saw the king's face. They were first in the kingdom. They were first in the the kingdom. Say that. <coughs> Say they were first in the kingdom. And the king says to them, What shall we do unto Queen Vashti, Vashti according to the law? Not emotional. Not time for emotionalism. Not time for uh, nepotism, preferentialism. What must we do according to the law? Because she has not performed the commandments of the king, which is Erasmus, by the chamberlains. Of the seven, the spokesperson of the seven, who incidentally were wise men, knew the times, were next to the king, understood law and judgment. Memukon, who was the spokesperson, here's a man that's stately. If they are seven first in the kingdom, he is the first of the seven in the kingdom. He's the spokesperson. We have to know in this hour who is supposed to speak and, and what they're supposed to say when they speak. May Mukan answer before the king and the princes. And he understands the king's association emotionally, his attachment to the queen. He understands uh, the possibility of the man being hurt by the behavior of his wife and so on and so forth. And so Vashti, he says, Vashti, the queen, has not done wrong to the king only. This is not like a fuss in the bedroom. This is not like problems in the boudoir. You know, I mean, it's not like a... Jabula New Life Ministries presents Bishop Tudor Bismarck. Bishop Bismarck is an apostolic voice to the nations with a clear message. Building God's kingdom and empowering God's people. 
Today's teaching will unlock some kingdom principles that will give you access to the life God originally designed for you to live. You will be challenged to possess the promises of God for your life. And now, please join Bishop Bismarck for this dynamic message. Good to be here, good to be home. Matthew 13. And the reason church is on Tuesday next week is because I'm starting a four-tape series starting tonight. And next week, Wednesday, Elliot and I leave. I'm preaching for Bishop Jakes on Sunday. And so we're going to need you really to pray for us. So we're going to be really pushing some things in the heavens there. Uh, and we're also going to be giving him a proposal to come to Zimbabwe for 19, I mean for 2004. So we need you here Tuesday so we can finish the series. I'm in Matthew chapter number 13. And I also want to read Habakkuk chapter number 2. Matthew 13 and Habakkuk 2. It's good to be with you. Thank you for your prayers. Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Matthew 13, starting from verse 3. Behold, his sower went forth to sow. He sowed some seeds, and some fell by the wayside. The fowls of the air devoured them. Some fell by stony places. They had not much earth, and therefore they didn't spring up. Verse 6, some scorched them. Verse 7, some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. And others fell on good ground. Someone say good ground. Say good ground. I want you to use your first name, and I want you to ask yourself, are you good ground? One, two, three. Tudor, are you good ground? Ask yourself again. Tudor, are you good ground? All right, let's now go to chapter number two of Habakkuk. This is one of the books that you have to fast and pray to find. Okay. Chapter number two, verse two, page 989. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that they may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but the end, but at the end it, it, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Please be seated. Amen. A dimension is a world that exists with spheres, levels, and stages that in time, through the process of revelation, its mysteries are unfolded through visions and the breaking of codes. That's a new dimension. A dimension is a world of higher thoughts. It's a world of higher thoughts. If you want greater things to happen in your life, you have to think on a different scale altogether.
you can't expect to have different results doing the same thing. You have to go to another dimension. Put your right hand on your head and say, move. Move, amen. i like uh, Bernie to come here quick. I want to illustrate something concerning how, how dimensions move. Now, when we talk about dimensions, uh, I want to introduce as part of this uh, teaching for the next couple of weeks, um, dimensions versus climates and atmosphere. Dimensions, climates, and atmosphere. An atmosphere is, you need to write this down, an atmosphere is a response to spiritual influence. An atmosphere is a response to spiritual influence. Good and bad. Someone's heart is breaking. An atmosphere is a response to spiritual influence. Once that spiritual influence begins to affect the atmosphere, that atmosphere over a prolonged period of time creates a climate. An atmosphere over a long period of time creates a climate. It's really important for us to understand because God is calling us in this season to change the atmosphere. And I'm going to show you how one person can change the atmosphere. Just one. Amen. We're going to change the atmosphere in this city. We really are. Amen. It's, it's not just a, I didn't say that to get a response for, for an amen, but we are because there's certain things we are going to do. Okay. A climate that is sustained creates strongholds. A climate that is sustained creates strongholds. So, atmosphere is a response to spiritual influence. An atmosphere that is sustained creates climate. A climate, Martha, with your pen and paper, that is sustained creates strongholds. Strongholds over a certain region creates culture. Strongholds over a region creates culture. Sit on Israel. Make notes. You need this. Sit on. Sit on. You sit on too. Strongholds then produce culture. Now, culture, we're going to deal with this individually. Culture is then socially transmitted into belief systems. Into belief systems. And it is these belief systems, when affirmed, good and bad, create behavior. Create behavior. Now, 
There's a couple of things I want to mention here really early in this presentation that, that we want to deal with very quickly. Heaven isn't up. Heaven isn't up. Because if heaven was up, we, we, we're going to have a problem here because New Zealand is on the other side of the world. So if someone in New Zealand is pointing up, and I'm pointing up this side, we are pointing in two opposite directions. Heaven is closeness to God. That's what heaven is. Heaven is closeness to God. That is why when Satan was banished, you've got to listen to this, I'm going to preach this on Sunday morning. When Satan was removed from heaven, where was he cast? He was cast to the earth, right? Who was on the earth when Satan was cast down? Mankind was designated to be on the earth. He wasn't there yet, but Satan was cast down to the earth and created all kinds of confusion. When mankind now is brought to the earth, when mankind is brought to the earth, watch what happens here. He is told everything must be under your feet, including the devil. So when Adam arrives, the only thing he knows is dominion. The devil is under his feet. Now, the devil is the, the, the ultimate creator of atmosphere. You can be 50 years old, and that's a few of us in this place, but you can be 50 years old and hear a song, and that song will take you back to when your first boyfriend broke your heart and you start crying. Because the devil knows how to move atmosphere. Some of you hear an old cut by boys to men and you start crying. Or you hear that kind of a song you want to take off your clothes. Because what the devil does is he'll create an atmosphere to control us, you. He is the, he is the master of atmosphere. He's the master of atmosphere. Uh, and what, what we have to get a hold of in our lives, what we have to get a hold of in our lives, we have to get a hold of maintaining a spiritual atmosphere. I think I'm going to preach tonight. I really I can feel it coming on. I, I really can feel it coming on. Now, let's look at the devil. When he's cast down, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2 says, And the earth was without form and void, which now means that between heaven and earth, Satan was cast down. He's casting down to the earth. When he hit the earth, it caused confusion. There was a void, darkness, okay? A complete oblique system of, of absolute Confusion because of one entity that, that had mismanaged its position. And as a result of that, changed the entire atmosphere. Now, there are those that teach, and it's possibly true, that there was a pre-Adamic race that was placed on the earth. That this pre-Adamic race was actually destroyed by the presence of this devil, be that as it may. But when the devil came to the earth, he caused all kinds of confusion. 
So much so that when God began to recreate the earth and put it back into place, and He puts mankind on the earth, He tells him, make sure you take everything and put it under your feet. That included the devil. So as long as the devil was under Adam's foot, the atmosphere was clean. Adam was close to God. Adam was always in heaven. Because the atmosphere was clean. Heaven means being in direct contact with the mind of God. Our Father which art in thy kingdom, thy be done. Where? As. So when you now touch the mind of heaven, you are now in heaven. You're now in heaven. So as you touch the mind of heaven, you are in heaven. So what Satan had to do now, he had to get a place somehow to get away from being under the man's foot so that he could now move into the airwaves to cause this gap, to cause this hindrance from the mind of God and the mind of man so that there is a gulf now between heaven and mankind. So when Satan usurps authority over human beings, he then becomes the prince and the power of the air. He now has the power to deflect thoughts that come from God. So by the time they hit us, we don't get the full maximum result of what God is thinking concerning our lives. So what Satan does is the very minute, the very minute he comes out from Adam's foot and he legally has papers now. He sets up his headquarters in the atmosphere. And he changes the atmosphere. So much so that just a few years after the atmosphere was changed, one man killed his brother. There's only four people in the earth. Four. And the one man that killed his brother. Because he changed the atmosphere. Look what happened in Noah's day, just a few years after the creation. The Bible says that God repented that he made man. He was so disgusted with this. There was all kinds of mess and rubbish going on. Because Satan created an atmosphere that developed a climate. So much so that when Noah was righteous, when Noah was a righteous man, they mocked him for being good. Because when Satan will, will, will sustain an atmosphere in an area that creates a climate... In that climate, what is good is bad. What is bad is good. What is good is unattractive. What is bad is very attractive. If you're a young girl and you say you're a virgin girl, people think you're absolutely crazy. Yeah, because it's unattractive. Because the atmosphere has been tampered with and a climate has set in. But God sent me to tell this church that it's time for us to get back our atmosphere. Oh yes, we're going to get back our atmosphere. And we're going to push some things like we've never pushed before. Someone say, I like it. Put your hand on your head and say, we're moving. Amen. All right. Amen. Now, in terms of atmosphere, if I can just mention this concerning atmosphere. You can't get into a street fight sitting in your house on your own. Unless you see poor or something. And all those people are talking to you. If you want a street fight, you've got to go to the Pensau or something. 
or you got to go to uh, Archipelago or something, you know, or Borombo, and, and hang there with those guys, you'll get into a street fight because that area is conducive for that kind of behavior. If you want to find something that's not wearing any clothes, that flashes every car that passes by, there are certain streets you drive by and you get flashed. But make sure you're wearing dark glasses if you're a man. Because in that area, there's a certain atmosphere and a climatic condition has been created in that area. Now, Sun City in South Africa is built in the desert. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. The same with Reno, Nevada and uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas is in the middle of a desert. You can fly from, uh, well, you fly west coast in the States going towards L.A. You fly over this desert for miles and miles and miles desert. Suddenly, out of nowhere, if you're flying at night, you see these brilliant lights. But if you're flying at day, in the day, you see this entirely irrigated, transformed place. Because one gangster, a gangster, a gangster, a mobster who had access money, uh, what he did was he went into the middle of a desert and built a hotel. Now, what brought him to the desert? What brought that man to that place in a desert to build one hotel? The Sands Hotel. What brought him there? What pulled the man there was an atmospheric condition. A dimension of spiritual appraisal had entered into that place and pulled in a like spirit with it. One man built an entire city where today, if you go to Las Vegas, I've never been there. Uh, in the city of Las Vegas, even in the toilets, they have these slot machines. You can be doing your business and gambling. Some, some public transport even has these gambling machines, slot machines, blackjack and all of those things they play there. One man. Now, the same man, if you watch The Godfather 3, I think it is, this whole family, they, they were investing heavily in Cuba. And, and then when Fidel took over in Cuba with that coup, he annexed all of those casinos that were a tax haven, a tax uh, a, a shelter haven for American wealthy people. And so when, when Castro took that over, most of the cartel, most of these rich gangster mobsters, they then took their money and headed straight to the desert where there was one hotel. And in 10 years, turned a desert into the, one of the most lucrative businesses in the entire world where a desert is now a multi-billion dollar a day business not a month a day if there's a power cut in Las Vegas for five minutes they lose in five minutes close to a billion dollars and I tell you what people are flocking there by the millions on a daily basis they're flocking there by the millions on a daily basis and there's stuff pulling them. They can't pay their rent, but they'll gamble their paycheck. 
What is it? It's, it's the climate. And, and, and you see all the lights in that city, all the hotels, all the lights, the streets are clean, there's people working there. Who's paying for it? The fools that are gambling. And everybody thinks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it. I really, I'm going to make it. This time, I, I got the formula. I had a dream. It's like these crazy people who play the lotto. It's just crazy, you know. It's like, what's the date today? Oh, it's the 20th. Oh, yeah, it's my, cousin, my cousin's birthday. So, 20. And I got up at 6.15 this morning. So, 20, 10, 6.15. Or you put that on a horse or something stupid. But what it is, it's the spirit has pulled you into an atmosphere... Watch it now, because once you are pulled into that atmospheric condition, the climate in that place is going to change the way you live. It's going to change the way you behave. There's a scripture in the Bible where the Lord said to the children of Israel, I don't have time to read it for you. The Bible says, when you, when you bring your sacrifice for burning on the altar... He said, none of you eat the fat. He said, the fat is mine. Turn to the person next and say, burn the fat. The, the reason for that, fat represents abundance. It represents an overflow. And, and, and God said, you can't afford to enjoy the fat because you are not responsible to handle this kind of abundance. I am God. I can handle all the abundance in the world because I'm God. So you make sure that I get the fat. Because many times when people start getting abundance, if they don't have character, then they become a mess. So sometimes when people actually begin to prosper, it's not always God that's causing you to prosper because the devil knows you have a character flaw. He'll take off the curse of poverty on your life because he knows that poverty has destroyed you, but prosperity will kill you. How many people have we seen in our lifetime that get just a little bit of money and they go panga for a few Zimbabwean kwacha? Because what happens is the devil will pull them into a climate that they can't live in. Who's been in the snow? Put your hand up if you've been in the snow. African people can't live in the snow. We don't even like water. Let's not even talk about snow. We want to go play in the snow five minutes. Five minutes and then you wonder why you ever came to Chicago in the month of January. Because there are certain conditions that no matter how much you dress up, you can't change what you have entered into. You can put on jersey after jersey, coat after coat. Ask Conrad when he went to Chicago, acting brave there, walking there. I told him, you need a hat. He says, ah. Uh, him and Elliot went touring Chicago. I went to bed because I was preaching the next day. <laughs> I don't care how many hats you put on, how much chocolate, hot chocolate you drink. I don't care how, and if you're from England, it's even worse because the cold day is so damp, it goes right into your marrow. I don't care how you dress up. There are some conditions that you, you can dress up, but you can't change the atmosphere. 
Oh, yes. That's why some of you have to change your friends. Because as long as you're in that climatic condition, no matter how you dress up, you'll never change that place. You've got to come out from among them. Be ye separate, says the Lord. So let me just talk to some young girls here. You'll never change that fellow. You can't change him. He will not change. He doesn't have salvation. He wants galvation. Put your hand on your head and say move. Say that again. Now, the word is sown when it's preached. The word is sown when it's preached. No matter who's preaching it, something is being sown. There are four kinds of soil that we see right here. Some of us here are a very poor quality soil. You're a wayside soil because you don't have understanding. The Bible says, for those that don't understand the word, then, the Bible says, the enemy takes the seed. When, you, when the seed is sown, it hits you, the enemy can't touch it. But when you don't have understanding, then and only then will he take it from you. That's why we tell you to take notes. From the, from the biggest preacher to the smallest. From everybody to take notes because it helps you with your understanding. Your understanding. Because you don't want a word stolen from you at the wrong time. Because the word that comes to you is going to help amend the atmosphere or the climatic conditions that you're living in. And if we're going to change the climate, we're going to change the culture, we're going to change behavior. And what's going to happen is we're going to move from a poor soil to a good soil. Some people can get a word from the Lord every time they go to church. It's a word from the Lord. Some people can't get anything from the Lord because you're bad soil. And the reason you're bad soil is because of where you come from. The environment. The environment. I was preaching the other day in a certain place. And a gentleman came up to me afterwards and said, oh, You were really angry shouting at us. I wasn't. I was just preaching. Everybody was blessed except him. Fool's bad soil. Just bad soil. Instead of coming to the altar and repenting and asking God to help him to upgrade his soil. You know you upgrade soil? You use a sieve. And what goes through that is good for planting in. The stones you move on this side. Put your hand in your head and say, move. Come on, say, move. Now, watch this. There, there's four kinds of soil. The first one is the wayside because of lack of understanding. The second one is stony places. Because once the word takes place, uh, takes root in your life, the Bible says, uh, because of persecution and tribulation, because of the word. Be, you get persecuted and you go to tribulation because of the word. So if you get a word on prosperity, the devil's going to come and persecute you in that word. And if you can't handle the persecution in that word, what you have received to grow in your life will be destroyed. Put your hand on your head and say, move. I want you to call your name out and ask yourself, are you good soil? Judah, are you good soil? Because if you're not good soil, when we talk about atmosphere 
and you begin to grasp this word, it's going to spring up in your life, but you're going to walk out here and tomorrow you're going to be persecuted because of the word. As long as young people are out there doing their stuff, fooling around, clubbing, whatever it is, it's amazing that family doesn't bother with them. But the minute that young person gives their heart to the Lord and wants to be a Christian, it would seem like they, they throw a party because this young person is wanting to do something right in their life. But isn't it amazing that how the persecution, you're going to that church, they only talk about money, 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 money. Look what kind of a car he's driving. He's never ever in the country. He, look at his wife's nails and on and on and on. That bar and that, look at that Elliot, you know, that David Henry. Look at, and it's just one persecution after the next. But they never did criticize the DJ who never brushed his teeth, who's got horrible breath. They never did criticize the guy standing behind the bar and putting stuff in your drink so that they... They never did criticize the person that's trying to get you in bed and take off your stuff. They never did do that. But the minute you want to do right, here comes persecution. And if you don't know the Lord, and if you don't want to change the atmosphere, you'll go right back to that mess. Shout, the devil is a liar. My God, devil, you've got to do better than that if you're going to take this word from me. Because when I'm persecuted, blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake, because they will be blessed. Oh, yes, I feel like I am blessed. Yes, I feel like I am blessed. Put your hand in your head and say, move. move. Shout, move. move. The third kind of soil is, is amongst the thorns. This is the cares of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches. It's materialism. Materialism. My concern about the Nigerian church is that it's, it's built on prosperity almost entirely. Where in almost every single setting, in many of the mainline churches, it's, it's, it's prosperity, prosperity without character being taught and kingdom principles for sustainability and longevity over time. Because if you just have one kind of message being preached, then people will be chasing cars and houses and shoes and clothing and, and better things here and laying up treasures here and not laying up treasures there. And, and what happens is it becomes deceitful because your value system has been tampered with. What would it profit a man if he gained all these things and he lost control of his soul? Shout, I am prosperous. I am prosperous. But now say, According to the will of the Lord, I am prosperous, not at the detriment of my soul's salvation. We dealt with a situation on this trip that uh, I just kind of mentioned. I'm, I'm taking on a role more and more as a father which is really strange uh, because I'm having a lot, men, a lot of men that are much older than I am that are asking me to be their father. In a situation that we had not so long ago, uh, a young pastor 
who's had several affairs in the church. He's had nobody to help him and guide him. Caused a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Because he started well, started too fast, got too much money, preached well, people praised him too much and had nobody to help him to see some things in his life. And so many, many times when that kind of a situation prevails in, a, in, in, in ministry or in a person's life, the, the, the Lord allows levels of punishment or levels of persecution or levels of testing to refine one's character. Because, because character is really lacking in the lives of Christians. Character means that you're going to serve the Lord no matter what happens. You, you, you can't serve the Lord just because he's giving fish and bread. Because if he takes away the fish and bread and says, drink my blood, you're like, Ish. See, it's a character matter. Now, now it, it becomes attractive when you, you see others being blessed and you now become blessed. It becomes attractive to be in church. But, but when persecution begins, when persecution begins, you know, before I'm a preacher, I have to be a Christian. I'm not a preacher first and then a Christian. I have to be a Christian first before I'm a preacher. Amen. And I'm not planning on, on, on cheating, on teaching, having affairs and all that. That's foolishness. Are you listening to me? I have to be a man of character. I have to be a man that's not deceived by, by material things. These things don't last. These things, they don't last. Jesus said, don't lay up treasures where there's thieves and contamination and agencies can cause them to deteriorate. You must lay up treasures in perspective there first, then here. Because if you lay them up here, you may not get there. This man had a huge harvest. It was an abundant harvest. It was a huge harvest. He said, I'm going to build a barn. I'm going to just build a barn and store that. But he hadn't made provision for his soul. He didn't keep his mind under subjection. He didn't keep his life in order. He didn't keep the disciplines that it takes to be a Christian in a new dimension. And the Lord said, you foolish man. Tonight it's all over for you. Died and somebody else ate everything he put in the barn. Put your hand on your head and say move. Come on, say move again. Now, the reason you have to write the vision and make it plain is because if you are going to move from those three areas of soil that's not so good. We didn't grow up in a totally good environment. We grew up in an environment where there was a lot of drinking, a lot of carrying on, a lot of fighting and arguing. And don't yawn like that. Don't yawn like that. Uh, you know, he almost swallowed the building. And so in that kind of environment now, growing up in that kind of environment, when, when because when Gigi told me she loved me, I really didn't believe her. Because I didn't think that somebody could love me. Now, I, I, I'm just speaking of how I relate, you know. And even now and again, I still get that old kind of, you know, feeling. You know, why does this woman love me? I mean, you know, look, my hair's falling out, my teeth are falling out, my eyes are falling out, you know. But, but what it is, is the devil's trying to drag me back into that old climatic condition. And it's a self-esteem problem. Now, once you are that kind of soil, it's very hard for you to receive from the Lord. Really, it's difficult to receive from the Lord. Now, what happens is, when God moves you into the environment of good soil, 
You, you start off by being a 30-fold soil. Put your hand on your and say, move. Now, when you start becoming good soil, it's now that you have to start looking for the vision that you have written. You see, if you don't write the vision and make it plain, you are never ever going to produce the kinds of things in your life. Because one person, one individual, one woman, one girl, one girl in Naaman's house, she was 13 years old, had no name, she was taken as a slave, probably sexually abused, but she maintained her integrity as a covenant girl. One girl brought salvation to Naaman's house. One girl. She changed the entire atmosphere. Because the way you change atmosphere, write this, the way you change atmosphere is by prophetic response. You change atmosphere by prophetic response. Prophetic response. Put your hand on your head and say, I am good soil. Come on, shout, I am good soil. That's right, I am good soil. Because I want to tell the Lord right now, in the presence of all you people, I am good soil. And that He can invest anything in me. He can trust me. God, you can trust me. I am good soil. Because what happens is, when, when God brings a revelation to you, revelation means a seed. When a revelation comes to you, that revelation has the opportunity to move you into a new dimension. Now, if you don't allow that revelation to move you, it simply means now that your bad soil, what God has put in you has been stolen, what God has put in you has been quenched, what God has put in you has deteriorated. But when you're good soil, at least now you're on the way to producing some sort of life. Someone say, I am good soil. Tell three people, I am good soil. Amen. Tell the person next to you, I am good soil. Now, Bernie's going to play in the key of C. I want you to give me a chord C, all right? And I want you to play C, F, G, C, chords. Play it a little slower. You didn't say so slow. Bible says it's good and it's pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity. Okay? F and G are the brothers of C. The reason we know that is because they come out of the same womb. If you're playing the key of F, C shows up. If you're playing the key of G, C so shows up. So when you're playing that key, F and G are brothers to C. Now, I want you to play the same thing. I want you to play C, F, G, F sharp. Okay? Hear that? Now, there's nothing wrong with F sharp. It's a great key. The principle is this. If you want to be with me, you have to play in my key. You see, you, you can't have people in, 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 in church. One's in this key. One is in that key. One is in a key that's Dunga's family, the Indians, you know. That's why a church, that's why a family has to be in the same key. That's why a church has to be in the same key. That's why leadership has to be in the same key. If you want to be with me, you have to play in my key. Now, 
if we're going to the next dimension, you just don't go to the next dimension musically. There is a legal way in which you do it. Now, in the key of C, if you're playing C, F, G, if you're going to go to the key of D, which is two semitones higher, there's a legal way to get there. It's a bridge. It's A suspended. Now, I want you to do that for me, Bernie. I want you to play C, F, G, C, F, G. And then I want you to hold A suspended. You don't even have to be a musician to know that, that we, we're making a change here. Now, let's do that. When you hear that note, it means now that God is moving you from one level of soil to another. Now, the key is this. The key is this. When she's playing A suspended, she can either go to D or she can go to D minor, which will keep her in the key of C. Now, I want you to do the D minor back to the key of C. Show them what I mean. A suspended. So what happened was, you came to a place where you could have gone to the next dimension. But you didn't have the faith to go to the next dimension. You decided to slip back to the world you were in. The children of Israel came to the river Jordan in chapter 13 of the book of St. Matthew. And they hit a suspended note there. There were those that said, we are able to take this land. It's easy for us to take this. Those are not giants. Those are big targets. But there were those that didn't have faith to go to the next dimension. They said, we'd rather go back to where we were. That's why if we are going to change the atmosphere, we all have to play in the same key. Because when I give you that note, when I give you that note, get your stuff together. Get your mind in order. Get your money in order. Get your family in order. Get your prayer life in order. Because it means now we're going to need faith to go to the next dimension, which is... Go to E, buddy. Go, buddy. Every time you hear a suspect, the suspended notes means now... You are leaving an old world, but you haven't arrived in a new world. You are suspended. Tell someone I am suspended. Did that register? Did it register? I thought it was a great illustration. Are you right, Brother David? Amen. I thought, I thought it was a good illustration. Amen. See, when you are suspended now, it means that God is upgrading you to the next level. So you are being moved from a 30-fold soil to a 60-fold soil. This is where you have to pray the prayer. Lead me not into temptation. Deliver me from evil. Because it is at this point that this temptation will hinder you to upgrade the quality of your soil. It, it, Jesus, help me here. It will put you back into the world you just came from. Put your hand on your head and say, move. Can I preach for two more minutes? That's all I have anyway. Prophetic response. 
It's going to move you to the next dimension. It, it has to release you to the next dimension. Now, if you have somebody that's, that, that's got a good voice, like Conrad uh, or Stevie Wonder up there, Lamech, these guys can really sing. So if you ask them to lead now, what they will normally do, they will lead from their profession. They will lead from their experience. They will lead from their ability and talent. And most times, they'll sing much higher than an ordinary human being where mortals live. And then they wonder why, you know, it's like Jolene was singing too high today. She was squeaking at that note. I was saying, take the key down. She's an alto. She's not a soprano. So, so it sounds like, you know. Are you with me? Because what happens is people who are accustomed to living in a higher dimension, <coughs> who are accustomed living in a higher dimension, take it for granted that everybody else down here is in that dimension. And so what happens is they automatically, I was at the Winans, uh, the Winans uh, church. They, they live in Nashville. I was at their church on Thursday and Friday preaching their conference. And uh, every song they sang, we would normally sing a song in F. Sing, I worship you, almighty God. Please play that. That's in the key of F. They were playing it in B flat. I, was, I mean, they were way up there. And they just relaxed and I'm going... <laughs> Now, there, there's a principle here I want to bring out, all right? There is a principle here. If you get a team, a football team, that, that plays good football, and, and a, a first division team that hasn't made it, let's say uh, Manchester United is playing... Um, no, 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 let's be funny. No, 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 uh, first division, I need a first division team. First division. Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday. Okay, Manchester United is playing Sheffield Wednesday. And they're playing in an FA Cup game. Isn't it amazing that a team like Man United can cause this lower dimension team to rise, raise up its standards? It, it, it may beat that team and go to the next round in the FA Cup, but it doesn't manage amongst its, its contemporaries and its peers to, to win in its league to be upgraded to the next dimension. Because there's something about running with people that are living in higher dimensions that, that can cause you to perform. That's why you have to change your environment. You have to change the place you're in. Don't run with a bunch of donkeys. Don't be a horse in a donkey derby. Change your thinking. Change the way you live. Change your mentality. Don't have a chidakwa brain all your life. Change that. Move. Are you all here? This conversation is so boring today. You see, if, if we are going to change the atmosphere in the city, and we are going to do it, it's going to be because of prophetic response. Prophetic response works this way. The devil says this. We don't agree. We respond prophetically. Why? Because we've written the vision 
it has not come to pass yet, but it is in the process of coming. We are not in that dimension yet, but we're aiming for that dimension and we're going legally to it. So when the devil says this, we respond in another way. Uh, if, if, if financial conditions aren't conducive for your success, that's not the way we live. He said, take no thought of how you shall live. Because my God is able to supply all of my needs. Not a piece of my needs, not a portion of my needs. He's able to supply not out of his riches, but according to. Because out of means that there's a limitation to what he has. But according to, God is so wealthy, according to his riches, he can bless abundantly. So when you begin to associate yourself with God's thoughts, and you begin to upgrade the quality of your soil, no matter what hits your spirit, will produce. One example, and then I'm through. A woman can't get pregnant anytime she wants to. The conditions have to be right. So, and excuse me for, the, for just being very plain, but we adults here. If a woman is on her period, that's the wayside. If for whatever reason seed comes to her, it's passed out immediately. It's the wayside. Cannot produce. Now, for 10 days after that, she still is not fertile. Okay? The seed falls along the wayside. The seed is in stony places. The seed is amongst thorns. The seed cannot grow. But now, when the seed hits good ground, good ground, 10 days before her and a monthly period, that seed hits good ground. For the first three months, that's 30-fold. It is a very crucial time because if that baby is born in the first three months, chances are that 30-fold soil cannot produce the entire blessing of life. There will be an assimilation of life, but not a full identification of life. You may not be able to identify whether it's a boy or a girl. There will be limbs missing, portions of the body that are not formed. Then in the second three months, which is 60-fold, if a baby is born in the fifth or sixth month, that baby is just about formed. And the baby can survive, but with a lot of love and care and a lot of attention. Now, if a baby is born in the third trimester... That baby will still have challenges if it doesn't come to full term. So what God is telling us here is that we are in a crucial stage here. We have just hit good ground. And because we've hit good ground, we mustn't rejoice because we're pregnant. Because you're not showing yet. Allison is expecting. She's not showing. Patience is also expecting. The building's leaning. How many months do you have? A week? Two weeks? couple of weeks about two weeks two weeks patience has two weeks to go allison has has 15 months or something i don't know now the point is this is that once god brings you to the area of good soil you have to pursue a hundredfold soil not 30-fold soil because if you're 30-fold soil what is birthed in your life may not live it may, but it may not live. And if you don't have a good doctor there in that first trimester, you're going to lose that baby. 
Sometimes even with a great doctor, with a great apostle, with a great choir director, with a great church, with great music, and tremendous, I mean all kinds of things, that baby still may not live. You have to pray that your soil is at least 60-fold. You have to write the vision and say, I am good soil. Shout, I'm good soil. Come on, shout, I'm good soil. You see, if you come into a new dimension where God is spraying his seed, if you're not good soil, you lose potent seed. The building we bought is Cattle Corp. In that building, they had, uh, they would store semen for cattle. Very high quality. But if it's not put in the right place, it's wasted. And when God, when we enter a new dimension, play a suspended note. Are you it? That means now that God's about to release something. Okay? If you don't have faith to go to the next dimension because your soil is weak, what's going to happen is the seed will hit you. And right in front of you, the devil will take it and there's nothing you can do about it. There goes your money. You were so close, but it's gone. There's nothing you can do about it. What are you going to do? Who are you going to report him to? Who? Closing with this. Bad soil, many times because of bad character, will inhibit the changing of the atmosphere. There are certain principles that we live by. We live by to maintain a good atmosphere in our lives. If you remember, in just before conference, or was just after conference, I was standing here and giving away clothes and preaching all of that. I just felt to do that. Well, last week I was preaching for Joseph Garlington. He was ordained as a bishop of bishops. And uh, one of the men there, uh, one of the bishops there, owns um, a tailor. You know, he's a designer. He makes suits. And so he said to me, he said, he said man, there was a great message. He said, can I take your measurements? I want to, you know, buy you a suit or make you a suit. So I said, well, sure. So we went, he took my measurements, you know, all the way down and so on and so forth. And then he brought the catalogs of materials. It was in all kinds of cases, briefcases. And he said, this is the Versace material right here. He said, this material, if I make you a suit from this material, this suit will retail at 4000 US dollars. He said, for me to make it for you, it's going to cost me $2,000 and I'm going to make you a suit a month. A suit a month. Now, 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 you see. Then he took my neck size because he's tailoring me shirts. And on the cuffs here are going to be Bishop Tudor Bismarck. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not trying to get an applause from you. Took my shoe size. Took the instep of my shoe because they're going to have custom shoes made for me. Now, why does that happen? Why does that happen? 
Is it because some guy sees this little Kunta Kinte fellow from the bush, you know, and he just feels sorry for him? No, that's not the case. That is not the case. What has happened here is this. Is this. This is not the first time I've had somebody buy me clothes, but this is the first time I've moved into a league where it's a hundredfold soil. Because I've moved from 30-fold to 60-fold. Now that I'm in a hundredfold soil, anything God throws at me, anything, the sword is going to hold it. Anything, no matter what, anything. Try me. You don't believe me. You guys are getting boring tonight. This is my bishop's ring. All right? A bishop is supposed to have a ring. It's supposed to signify certain things. It, it's not so much that it's a ring, but it, what, what it symbolizes. It's, it's once you put your signet ring on something, it means that this document is legal and binding. That's what this means. All right? that's, that's all it means. Bishop Turner last week said to me, he said, oh, you've got an awful ring. It's horrible. I said, Bishop, it's the only thing I could afford. He said, take it off. It's horrible. So when I came back to the service in the evening, he says to me, oh, your ring, you're still wearing it. I said, Bishop, don't be hard on me. I said, it's the only thing I can afford. He said, no, I was only joking with you. He said, I was setting you up. And he brought out a ring that cost $15,000. He said, the Lord told me that this is the ring for a true apostle. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, before you start getting all excited. What am I saying here? What am I saying? I'm saying that I've been preaching for years. Nobody was throwing things at me. I mean, one time I had a lady who was so excited she threw a wig on the floor, but that was about it. You know, it's like... What am I saying here? It's a sign to me now that God is up, has upgraded the level of my soil. Put your hand in your head and say a hundredfold soil. Come on, say that, say that, say that. Come on. Say it like you're not boring, please. He said to Israel, I'm going to give you houses and all of, I'm going to give those things to you. Don't forget me. Someone say, I am good soil. Tell three people, you are good soil. If one man can go to the desert and change the atmosphere and build a city of casinos... Think about one righteous, what one righteous person can do. Just one. Just one. Stand. In the world of music, if you're playing in the key of E flat, what key is that? 
you play in the key of E flat. Just play a little tune for me in E flat, Bernie. Now what happens is, is that in the key of E flat, if she goes to B flat seventh, and then if she hits C minor, F, what she's done is she's moved in another world without changing the atmosphere. She was in E flat when she hit B flat seventh, which is the last key to complete that song she then goes to C minor which which doesn't hurt the world you're just leaving it's a smooth transition into another world altogether and God gives the believer anonymity in that kind of a way where he'll move you in a hundredfold soil where whatever you're going to touch is going to be blessed see when he says when he says I'm going to bless your hands that whatever you touch will be blessed that's what he's talking about that no matter what, what key you win, as he's slipping you from world to world, you see, as he's slipping you from world to world, whatever you touch is going to be blessed. So if you're in the key of E flat and you're playing A flat and B flat, when you're in B flat and you're playing all these other keys, I don't know if it sounds like anything sense to you. What it simply means that whatever you're going to touch is going to be blessed. Because if you are a hundredfold, if you are a hundredfold, look at Isaac in a famine, in a famine. He was a hundredfold blessing. A famine couldn't stop his harvest. Drought couldn't stop his harvest. A bad economy couldn't stop his harvest. Slavery couldn't stop his harvest. Because he was a hundredfold soil. Because a hundredfold soil will produce life no matter what. Let me show you what's a hundredfold soil. Let me show you what's a hundredfold soil. A woman that just has a baby. A woman that just has a baby, while she's still breastfeeding, most times that woman won't, will not come onto a period. And that is the most sensitive time that she can get pregnant. That's why you'll find within certain families that you have children that are born within the same year. Really. Because they, they, they didn't realize that, that she was still a hundredfold soil. Are you all embarrassed by that example? Someone put your hand here and say, I'm a hundredfold soil. Father, you can trust me. Come on, Father, you can trust me. Whatever you send my way is going to produce a harvest. In the name of Jesus. I was in Wisconsin the other day and the snowstorm had broken up in northern Wisconsin. When I got there, that's why I picked up a bad chest. It was really cold up there. And I didn't have a leather coat. So I went to the mall across the, the road from the hotel. And when I walked, I saw coats there, long leather coats, going for $500. So I went to go buy a cap because I lost my cap. As I was coming back, in five minutes five minutes what is a $500 leather coat the guy brought it down he said for five minutes only we're selling these leather coats for $90 $99 well why did that happen because a hundred soil hundredfold soil just walked into that place
Amen. Amen. And so I bought the coat, put it on. I walked down to, to go and buy another cap. Found a place where they sell caps. When I came back, the guy said to me, he said, we had to put the coats back up. You know, the boss said, we made a mistake. We put the coats back up. Ta-da! Because I'm a hundredfold soil. You, you're doing the right thing. Amen. You're smart. Amen. Because in this kind of stuff, when you get a message like this, this is the time to put something on the front here because, because anything gets pregnant when a hundredfold soil is ministering. Put your hand here and say, move. Yeah, we went to a new dimension. This church has been designed by the Holy Spirit to change the atmosphere in this city, in this nation. And we're going to do it together. We're going to do it. By prophetic response, we're going to do it. By prophetic response. Amen. Prophesy good now. Just prophesy good. Father, I'm in E flat. I'm going to F. I'm in F, Father. God bless everybody. Thank you so much for making time to listen. This is um, the word of God that is for the morning. At um, exactly 3 p.m., there's going to be another message that will be coming from this platform. Just make sure that you are here and you are prepared to listen. Amen. Um, you are definitely going to be blessed. Believe me. I am really convinced. So let's just listen to just five minutes of the message that we're going to be listening um, at 3 p.m. today. God bless now you. is the time for the body of Christ worldwide to rise up and take its place. Power shift is coming. What Jesus predicted in that the end time would see the kingdom of God preached throughout the whole world before he comes. This is the season for it. What the prophets prophesied, that the glory of the Lord would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. We are about to see that happen because we are in a time and a season of power shift. Hallelujah. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you once again this morning for giving us the privilege to sit at your feet, to drink from your presence. Thank you for that which you've already given unto us. And as we move into this next session, we ask for your presence and for your power that your kingdom and your glory shall be truly manifest for your name and for your glory. Thank you once again, Father. In Jesus' name and all those who believe in that prayer, shout amen. Please put your hands together. Give Jesus praise as you take your seats. Take your seats in God's holy presence. Thank you once again. Bishop, Bishop Tudor Bismarck and Pastor Chichi, thank you so much for giving us uh, this uh, privilege to be here. It's, it's amazing. How do you begin to preach when you have such ministration that has already preceded you? Sometimes that would leave you confused and intimidated. Now, in this kind of pulpit, you don't, it's not, it's not a show, it's just doing what God wants you to do. 
So you're going to follow me to this morning as we press on, and I'm going to walk by my time. Ladies and gentlemen, every time there is a meeting or a conference of this nature, and the leadership hears from God and articulates a theme, I don't take it for granted because I truly believe that that is a prophetic voice, that is a prophetic word that God is sending to his people. Therefore, as we celebrate on the theme prophetic, I mean, power shift, that's a prophetic word to every one of us. I'd like you to just raise your hand together and say power shift. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says, To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And I like to... So that is power shift for you this afternoon at 3 p.m. Don't miss it. It is a word like, you know, I'm leading you to the archives of my the messages I've been listening to. This is since 2004. Some of the messages... Is 2003. Um, this one that you're going to be listening to is in 2016. It was a conference held in um, Zimbabwe, Power Shift Conference 2016. Now, listen to me. Um, I just need you to make time and know that you come with your book, uh, pen, and paper. Write down some of the points and then walk with those words. It will really, really bless you. Now, this afternoon, I want everybody to come be a blessing to this platform. You see, on Podbean, if you don't give gifts, they will keep reducing our time. Um, our gift has not for this month has not, but this month have been very consistent. But um, the support on the platform, the gift on Podbean does not come to me. Okay, it goes to um, give recognition to the platform and push it to the realms and the limits where we want it to be. God richly bless you today. My name is Prophet Jeremiah Odupon Kankam. That's my full name. Thank you so much. And then I will be seeing you at 3 p.m. today. Make sure that you don't miss an opportunity to hear power shift. You'll be surprised. Bishop Cole is going to take us into power shifting. God is going to shift things for you. Now, let me pray for everybody that came here. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. There may be many people that came here with problems, burdens, and other issues. Spirit of God, I pray that even as we have heard your word, give us the power to stand. Give us power to apply the word. Make us a good soil. Father, I pray that you place us in a position where we become a hundredfold people that we will move from one level to another realm in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, as we make an appointment with you today at 3 p.m., Jesus Christ, I pray that you guide us today. Make sure that you help us in every need that we will be looking for. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Father. I give you praise and adoration. I know you deserve our praise. You deserve our honor. You, you deserve our appreciation. Thank you, Holy Father. I bless your name. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. God bless you. Bless you. I'm going to see you again at 3 p.m. Just make sure that you are here. God bless you. Now, immediately after Bishop Cole at 3 p.m., I'm going to be live on TikTok as well. 
right after Bishop Code today at 3 p.m. I'm going to be live on TikTok as well. So right from Port Bean, we move straight to TikTok where you're going to see my face and then we broadcast live. God richly bless you. I love you. Shalom. Peace.